0: Why do the wicked seem to prosper? Why do good people suffer? Age-old questions, aren't they? And that's what we're talking about today on Through the Bible. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'm excited for you to hop aboard the Bible bus with me as our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, continues our study of the Old Testament book of Job. So as you find your place in Job chapter 20, Greg and I want to fill you in on what's new at Through the Bible.
1: Yeah, there are always so many interesting things that God is doing, uh, here in the ministry, Steve, and, and, yeah, sometimes as Christians, we say the, the words that we think we should say, like God is doing this and that, but we really believe this. Uh, yeah. God, God is moving in ways that uh, we have not initiated. What is beginning to happen in these days, and we, we can only give God credit for it, is people are contacting us as if they've just discovered through the Bible. Yeah. As if we, wow, we heard you have this amazing discipleship tool. I do think it has something to do with the fact that we're moving beyond radio mm-hmm. into the digital realm, and now yeah. people can conceptualize. Oh, I can get this in a digital format.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, I, I want to share uh, an email that uh, came not long ago uh, from our Canadian director Ray Allery. We like to talk about Ray, longtime missionary, and uh, particularly spent many years in Africa. And he had uh, gotten contacted by somebody that wanted to put Through the Bible on these media players. Mm -hmm. So just think about, you know, there's many different forms of them, but just think of something that you can put all the Through the Bible content on and then give it to a church leader in particular. So here's a picture. We could maybe share that sometime with our world prayer team or something just to see the picture. But here's the email. Uh, Hello, Ray. I just wanted to send you this picture. We had given our 23 chaplains... The radios today. And they call, yeah, you it's and I learned this. Yeah, yeah, they tell, call, tell people about that. Yeah,
0: we were like, why are they calling these radio <laughs> home groups? It's like yeah. there's no radio yeah. involved. But for the people that are using these little speaker boxes with the SD cards in them, battery yeah. powered, not tied to terrestrial radio in any way, they still refer to it as a radio. Yes. Maybe just like people that say, you know, your smartphone, a, a smart device, yeah. they still call it my phone. Where's my phone? Yeah.
1: Or like in the days when we used to make photocopies and we'd say I'll Xerox something, yeah. uh, it, it, it wasn't necessarily a Xerox machine. So, yeah. uh, so. These 23 chaplains received the radios, and the excitement has been overwhelming. Everyone has told me how much this is going to elevate their ministry, and we look forward to talking to you more about maybe getting some other languages. So this, I think, was in Swahili. Uh, and, and she goes on to say, so that I can put them back in these radios here. But all in all, the response from the chaplains who have had them Already, And these new chaplains receiving them, we just continue to pray to God and thank you in your ministry for allowing us to be part of getting chaplains the tools they need to share the gospel more effectively all the time. God bless you.
0: Yeah, it's it's so encouraging. And one of the things I want to point out in that is we're giving these to key people. We're not yes. just flooding a particular market. Yes. I think about when I was newly out of college, I worked for a company and we did trade shows and the participants yeah. in the trade shows would find the biggest, I would call it the garbage bag and they would basically just scoop every little sample thing that you've got yeah. you know, as they go around and half that stuff doesn't even make it onto the airplane and there's a tendency that when you put too much product out there in that way, mm-hmm. it loses its value and so people will make a request, hey, can you send us 5,000 players? We need them in this area and right. Ray, Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. We'll turn around and say, well, okay, we'll give you ten. Yeah. And then not to not to be stingy in any way, because right. we have the resources to fund that, but we don't want to just make it something that people don't yeah. value.
1: We have to that is such an important point, Steve, and I'm glad you made it, because anybody could stand on a street corner saying we handed out a thousand players yeah. in uh, Kenya. Yeah. But these people are chaplains. So the leveraged effect that yeah. we are equipping the equippers. And I, I we hear this, we heard this when we were in Uganda. Pastors always thank us for Through the Bible content yeah. because most of them, it's it, it it's a game changer for yeah. them in terms of their ministry.
0: Yeah, and they get their congregations into the Word of God. They become more engaged in the preaching. The pastors end up preaching better as a result of what they're learning. Yep. It is just such a, such a wonderful way to go.
1: Yeah, and there are more stories like this to come, yes. but this is just all we had time to talk about today.
0: Greg, why don't you pray for us?
1: Father we just we praise you because you are doing things that we just follow and and we see the fruit uh, that comes when we give out your word to people that are hungry for it like these 23 chaplains in Kenya we pray that you'll bless their ministry we look forward to in- equipping more and more pastors around the world this way God we just pray you'll be glorified through all of it in Jesus name amen
0: Now here's our study in Job 20 on Through the Bible.
2: Now, friends, we're back today at the 20th chapter of the book of Job. I hope you have your Bible and that you'll turn there with us. And we see now the second discourse of Zophar. And this is the last time we're going to hear from this boy. And I would say we've heard from him enough. Now, you remember who Zophar is. He's the legalist. He says God works according to law and measure, and he has what is known as the scientific mind. You've got a port and a test tube, and it'll always come out this way. Uh, You've got to look at it under microscope, and you always find it works this way. He is the one that says that you can't change these things. They never be changed. All things continue as they have from the foundation of the world. He knows nothing, actually, of the grace of God. And so he comes on, and he comes on strong. He is actually less impressive this time around than he was before. But he's more brutal and cruel than he was before. He's a hard slugger, and he's hitting hard because of the fact that he realizes that this may be his last time around. And for that reason, he's pouring out all that he's got to pour out, which is actually not very much. He actually introduces nothing new. He rests upon his seniority, and he resorts to the same legalism he used before. He'll hold of the theory that Job is a very wicked person because of the law that the wicked must be punished. And that's what he's going to talk about here. Now, I'll read again as we just got our foot in the door last time of this chapter. I'm reading chapter 20 now, verse 1. Then answered Zopher the Naamathite and said, Therefore do my thoughts cause me to answer, and for this I make haste. I have heard the check of my reproach, and the spirit of my understanding causeth me to answer. In other words, he says he's, capable of answering. He has the capability. Sounds like a politician running for office. Never heard of a man running for office that didn't tell you he was qualified. Fact fact, the matter is, he always said he's more qualified than his opponent. And he doesn't mind telling you that. And when a man says that, of course, I don't care who he is, he does lack a little modesty. Now, this man comes on like that. Now, will you listen to him? Because... He's going to come on with this same type of an argument. And he says that he's going to repeat an age-established fact. And what is that? Well, here we are. Knowest thou not this of old since man was placed upon the earth? Oh, here we come, friends. This is a scientific conclusion. He's poured it in the test tube of the past, And it's true. That the triumphing of the wicked is short. Did you know that, by the way? And that that's a age-established fact? And the joy of the hypocrite, but for a moment? Well, may I say to you, it's owing to how long short is that we're talking about, and how long is a moment? What is the length of it? I've seen the wicked that have been holding on a long time, and the hypocrite. But finally he does come to judgment. But Zopher may be stretching a point right here. He says, Though his excellency mount up to the heavens, and his head reach into the clouds, he's dramatic also. This language is tremendous in the book of Job, friends. All great writers, they have acquainted themselves with the book of Job. May not know much about the Bible, but they seem to have read Job. Yet he shall perish forever like his own dung. They which have seen him shall say, where is he? Now that is going to happen. Some of the young people say today, not only where is Hitler, but who is he? They don't recall him at all. And that first Kaiser, by the Kaiser Wilhelm, when I was just a little boy, I thought he was the devil incarnate, the way they talked about him. And he's gone. All of them are gone. But they had a long moment. They sure lived it up when they were down here. He shall fly away as a dream and shall not be found. Yea, he shall be chased away as a vision of the night. The eye also which saw him shall see him no more. Neither shall his place any more behold him. His children shall seek to please the poor and his hands shall restore their goods. Now, you know that very candidly, man is the greatest failure in god's universe as far as i can tell and one of the explanations of it is is the brevity of man they tell about how old these rocks are even these old rocks that came from the moon but man hadn't been around that long man's a johnny come lately and friends if there's not an eternity ahead of us man is the most colossal failure that god ever made that's just one of the reasons of the brevity of the life of man. And that would be true of anyone except the child of God. Someone, in fact, the late Dr. Bill Anderson in Dallas, Texas, he's a great preacher. He was a great inspiration to me as a student. He one day met one of his deacons on the street, and he always had come up with an unusual one. He said to him, called him by his first name, he says, you know, said, suppose when we get to heaven or getting God's presence, we find out this Christian life wasn't the life after all that we needed. Actually, that ended it all, to tell the truth. What would be your viewpoint? And this deacon looked him right straight in the eye, and he says, You know, Bill, if we get to heaven and find out that all this business of the Christian life was just nothing in the world but our own imagination, I'm going to say to the Lord, it was very much worthwhile. It was worth it all. But... You see, even then, there is a little tug at the heart of disappointment, that is all. Why? Because we want eternity. God has said eternity in our hearts because it's there. And man's going to move on a little farther. But it is true that wickedness must be punished. Now, this man goes into so much here that I'd like to go into, but I feel like that'd be better for us to move on, as actually Zophar, really does not add anything new. And I think we can pretty much sum up what he's saying here. And if you'll notice, he's calling Job not only wicked, but a hypocrite. And he says that this individual, he may attain eminence, but that just simply means his fall is going to be greater. And he's suggesting that that's what's happened to Job and that he's just going to be like fuel, which will be consumed. He's like an evil vision. It'll disappear, and evil will touch everything. And even as a sweet morsel, he keeps it under his tongue, and it's going to turn to gall within him. And God is going to compel him to disgorge his unjustly amassed fortune and force him to make restitution to his victims. And although nothing could escape his greed, he's going to be reduced to poverty, and worst of all, God shall cast the fury of his wrath upon him, as he calls it here. And he speaks of it, a fire not blown, treated like that. In other words, he'll become a raging flame. And all of his prosperity will go up in flames. And there'll be no avenue of escape. And then he more or less sums this thing up by saying, this is the portion of a wicked man from God and the heritage appointed unto him by God. That's verse 29 here in chapter 20. He sums it all up now. Now, that's a pretty bitter dose for a man in Job's condition to take. Now, listen to him. He comes on strong. He's still able to have a comeback. You feel like, though, that it'd be better if he didn't answer from now on, but he's ready to answer, and he's going to defend himself. And actually... What he's saying now here is, he's growing weary of their false charges. And he's now going to appeal to a higher court. And he has to agree the wicked will be punished. But he just has to say it. It doesn't apply to him at all. And it's not for him. And so he begins by saying, here, just give me a little attention. In other words, he says, listen to me and then you can mock on. But Job answered and said, now I'm reading verse 2 of chapter 21, hear diligently my speech and let this be your consolation. In other words, Job, in a sarcastic manner, is saying, I'm going to console you. He says, suffer me that I may speak and after that I've spoken, mock on, but let me get in my word. But of course, Job has had plenty words to say. As for me, Is my complaint to man? And if it were so, why should not my spirit be troubled? Now, he says, I'm not making my complaint to man. I'm appealing to God. Mark me and be astonished. Lay your hand upon your mouth. In other words, he's saying to them, shut up. Even when I remember I'm afraid and trembling, take hold upon my flesh. Wherefore, do the wicked live, become old. Ye are mighty in power. Now, he says, I want to say this to you, that wicked are not always cut off, but they sometimes attain old age and their property remains intact and their children are able to inherit it and they are numerous. My, they've got an old flock of children and they dance and are gay and they rejoice and they're having a good time. They're living it up. And you may say their father is going to be a parent. But you're mistaken, for like others, they go down to the grave. Their career was not an exclamation that said to God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. And why should we, they ask insultingly. Well, will you notice now, let me read through here, because Job's got a very good argument going, as you can see. He says here, he says, Wherefore do the wicked live, become old, yea, are mighty in power. Their seed is established in their sight with them, and their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear, neither is the rod of God upon them. Their bull genereth and faileth not, their cow caraveth and casteth not a calf. Remember, Job was a rancher, he had a lot of cattle. And he says that they are a prosperous cattlemen. And I can remember as a boy in West Texas, some of the biggest drunkards that were in the neighborhood were also the biggest ranchers in the neighborhood. And I still see those names today as being ranchers in West Texas. But the old boys that were there in that day, they're gone. And their sons are apparently fallen right along in their footsteps. And they're going to disappear also. But they do prosper. Job's calling attention to that. That disturbed David, by the way. It worried him a great deal. He said, well, I saw the wicked spreading himself like a green bay tree. But he did find out that finally God moves in in judgment. Now, he goes on. He says, they send forth their little ones like a flock, and their children dance. They take the timbrel and harp and rejoice the sound of the organ. They spend their days in wealth. And in a moment, go down to the grave. Now, on a radio network like this, I don't want to call names, but I don't have to call names. Because think of the rich in this country today. Names that stand for money. In fact, their names spell money. And they're living it up. And they have no reputation for godliness. They've been godless. And we find that they are in politics. They are in high society. They don't seem to suffer as other people suffer at all. (laughs) May I say to you, that causes you to wonder, does it not? Well, Job is saying the wicked do prosper. And then he goes on, therefore they say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. These people are godless. That's verse 14, by the way. And then they go on, verse 15, "'What is the Almighty that we should serve Him?' That's what this crowd says. And what profit should we have if we pray unto Him? What could He give us that we can't get for ourselves? "'Lo, their good is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me.'" Job is saying, I don't belong in that class. I'm not the wicked. What you're saying, if it were true, would not apply to me. And it's not always true of the wicked. And he says, how oft is the candle of the wicked put out, and how oft cometh their destruction upon them. And that is an exclamation point in my Bible. I'm not sure why it should be questioned, but either way, Job is saying that the wicked, they don't seem to have any more problems than the average person has. And when it comes time to die... They are stubble before the wind, and as chaff that the storm carrieth away. And death is no respecter of persons; knocks at their door too. And he says, God layeth up his iniquity for his children; he rewardeth him, and he shall know it. And he is saying this: that what they are saying, their proverbs, not always true, but that doesn't mean God's not going to judge the wicked someday. As one time I heard a friend of mine say to a man that was drunk, he was uh, apologizing for it when he found out we were preachers. And this friend of mine says, don't apologize. says, you go ahead. You drink it up now, boy, because this is the only place you're going to get it. Where you going, they don't serve it. So you get all you can right here. I don't blame you for it. And if I were the wicked, I'd live it up. I don't blame them for it. My friend, you better live it up because this is it. The wicked are going to be judged. And that's what Job is saying. And he is going to reward those that are his own. That is for sure as far as the word of God is concerned. Now, that's what he's saying here. His eyes shall see his destruction. He shall drink of the wrath of the Almighty. Now, Job was confident that God was yet to judge them. And the candle of the wicked is going to be put out. There be no question about that. And he concludes this by saying here in verse 30, that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction. They shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. And that is true, but it may not be until the great white throne judgment. And God's going to permit him to live it up down here if that's what he wants. You see, God is gracious. God is long-suffered. And That's the reason Paul could say to the so-called people that thought they were upright. He said to them that God was going to judge those someday that come into his presence and God is going to be gracious about it and the goodness and the forbearance and the long-suffering of God ought to lead you to repentance. very fact today that the rich are enjoying it in this country. And they really are, friends, let's face it. That jet set, they're down at Acapulco part of the time, and they're up in Massachusetts part of the time on the coast there. And then they are in Europe. Why, they are really living it up. And God doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. And he isn't. But he's going to, you see. There is a time coming. The wicked is reserved for the day of destruction something's not being said much these days. And so that is the thing that Job now is saying in answer to Zophar. And may I say it's a good answer, but he's still justifying himself. You see, there's no thought here of repentance on the part of this man. Now in chapter 22, Eliphaz comes back for his third and last discourse. I think I said at the second it was his last, but it was the last in that series. Now we come to the third discourse, and this is the last series, as well as Eliphaz's last discourse in this series. Now, then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Can a man be profitable unto God, as he that is wise may be profitable unto himself? Now, in other words, Job, you sure think a lot of yourself, but what do you suppose God thinks of you? And that, by the way, is not very comforting to a man in the condition that he's in at this particular time. In other words, Eliphaz is putting it like this, if I may turn this around. What he's saying is, you are acting as if God might derive some benefit from your behavior. And that if he were restraining you, lest you might become too strong for him. And he's sort of holding you back for that reason. Well, may I say, he's way out in left field. And this is certainly not comforting, a man that at this moment does need help and he needs light from heaven. But we'll have to wait a little later in this discourse, but it's coming, friends. This was a great contest. May the Lord richly bless you, my beloved. The battle of the
0: minds continues. Will round three see a victor, or will it remain a stalemate? Well, find out next time as the Bible bus rolls along on our five-year journey through the entire Word of God. You can listen to today's study again by going to ttb.org or downloading our app for your smartphone. If you need to reach us by phone, call 1-800-65-BIBLE. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll meet you back here next time. God bless you today as you walk with Him in His Word. Through the Bible exists to take God's whole word to the whole world. And we invite you to stand with us with your faithful prayer and financial support. Where will God's word go today?